So, um, yeah, hey, welcome um, to the Straight Out the Damn podcast. Um, if you notice in the past couple of weeks, we kind of switched up the tone a little bit, um, trying some different stuff out. You guys let me know if you like it or not. Um, and also, if you're listening on SoundCloud, please go to iTunes. Um, you should see the, the button right there at the bottom of what you're listening to. Click it, subscribe on iTunes. Review the podcast, add a couple of stars, um, do all of that jazz, man. We're trying to like increase our look on iTunes, and the only way to do that is with your help. So please do that. Um, today, um, we have a repeat offender <laughs> <laughs> in the building. Uh, me and this dude, man, we actually were on the podcast together about a year to go. Yes, a sir. year ago. Yes, sir. I don't know what I just said. About a year ago. Um, April 22nd to be exact. I don't know when we're going to release this yet, so just know that it's going to be close to a year um, doing that. But I decided to bring this guy back. Um, he's no stranger to the den. We've um, actually been doing a lot of work together on the production side. Some of you guys know that I do yes, um, make beats here and there. Actually, I produce. I don't make beats. I got out of the making beat phase years ago. Yeah, you better tell him, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a producer. I claim that, I, and I say that humbly. Uh, but help me welcome Div Dub back to the Straight Out the Damn podcast. What's going on, bro? Hey, man, how y'all doing, man? It's truly a pleasure. Truly a pleasure to come back. You know me. I'm always willing to be in the presence of hip hop, and this feels like home. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. So like I said, this is like the one year reunion episode. You know what I mean? Like we we, we back, we back at it, and. I'm trying to recap and remember what all we talked about in the last one. I know for a fact that, you know, we talked about coming off of the Good Luck record. That's the, the record that I heard that made me want to, like, you know, get you in here and, and, and talk. Mm -hmm. um, so that happened. Uh, I can't remember what else what, what else did we go over, man. Like, I know it was some more stuff. We, uh, you asked me what I was working on. Yeah. Uh, I said I was, uh. Trying to put out a project by Suburban Accents. Mm -hmm. I said I was looking for shows, but I was actually looking to make some original records. Yeah. Um, we talked about good luck for a large portion of it. And then we started talking about music. We talked hip-hop yeah, more we, than we even did what to talk about what I was working on at the time. We, we talked hip-hop. And, and what's crazy is, I think maybe what, like less than a week later... We were making records. We were back in the lab. <laughs> we were like, so from a meet, a, a week from from doing the podcast and meeting each other, we went in the lab, started working, and we probably knocked out three, four, three or four records, records or something like that in, and, a in a couple weeks, if that. And he bought me a uh, record. Brought me a record, uh, Ray Charles, mm -hmm. and uh, from that the bulk of Blinded Conversations came about. That's an EP. Um, a few of you guys got it. If you don't have it, go to the site, um, straightoutthedin.com. Look on the right side of the banner. Click Blinded Conversations. Boom. Listen to it. It's like, what, five or six tracks. Mm -hmm. Dope original music. Um, just good vibes, man. It was, it, it's some, it, we were changing the way people see music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Changing the way they see music. And, I think that people, you know, once they sit with it, they, they'll get it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They, they'll definitely get it. But that was kind of like your introduction, reintroduction, because you already had Good Luck Rocks on the pavement. But this was like one of the first, I guess... Complete packages. Complete packages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually took the time to sit back and package that, uh, released a single for it, shot a video for it, which you can find on straightoutthedin.com and my own site, millamade.com. Or honestly, man, you could throw Div Dub in uh, YouTube. You should <laughs> yeah. be able to come across. Good, man. That's, That's what I tell people, man. Just Google and, 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 you know, check out what's there, man. You know, so we, we back, man. We back. And, and, you know, ironically enough, now that we're back on the podcast talking again, we're actually working on another project. Mm -hmm. Working on another project. And that project is... Well, what, last week we went through some of the songs on it, and, and I would say that we're probably, what, 80% done, but after we strip some stuff, we probably, you know, we're not rushing it at the end of the day. We're not rushing it. It's some classic material. Definitely. 
And um, right now we're just out, like, you know, doing shows. Like, it's been, what, two or three shows already this month. Mm-hmm. Working on some more stuff. I mean, it, it, it's been a crazy run, dude. It's like... It, it's it's starting to make sense. Yeah. I say that's the biggest thing. For once, it really is starting to make sense. Because, um, like I said, we can't... All last year, we spent time just making this material from a week after April <laughs> <laughs> to now. And, um, you know, to have, a, a, you know, in my opinion, a successful EP out and, you know, a dope album on the way, it's a blessing. It's yeah. a blessing. Like I said, like we were talking about with Google, you couldn't Google me. At, at all last year yeah you know and nowadays you can actually put my name in there and material comes up but as far as this project coming as far as suburban accents i would hate to rush this one i would hate to rush it because this has the capacity to change my life mm. so life-changing music man there are so many like ideas about this project that we can't give away on the podcast because mm-hmm. it's just too genius and i'm not saying that just to say it like some of the stuff that we're thinking about doing for this, the way we release it and package it, is it's gonna shift like music and the way people do stuff. There's some stuff that we're we're thinking about that I haven't seen done with my my own two eyes, you know. So um, I I think it's gonna it's gonna be dope, man. It's, it's definitely gonna be dope. Um, I'm trying to think, man, like where to go. Like last time we we kind of were getting to, you know filling it out, kind of get to know each other. It's been a year, so we really, you know, we know a lot about each other, man. And really, like, over the past couple of months, you know, I've learned a lot about about Div, man. Like, you know, we've been hitting shows on the road, hitting mm-hmm. back to my hometown. We've been to Macon, like, twice. Yeah, Macon. And uh, Macon is showing a lot of love, man. And shout out to Doski, man. Shout out to Doski. Like, he's bringing hip-hop to Macon in the way that I always thought hip-hop could be there. And I'm glad somebody st- stood up and did that. You know what I mean? Because um, those shows, Grant Jamatron, man, like, you've been doing that consistently. It's growing three, four months, right? Easily, like, what, November, October, something like that, around that time? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, he's moving with that down there, man, and, and it's really, it's dope to see what's going on in my hometown, man. I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it and love the support that we getting down there and making, man. Um, but, yeah, like, we just... It, it's it's amazing, dude. Like how all this started over a conversation. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's the crazy thing, craziest thing ever, dude. Like just all right, cool. Like okay, I like your vibe. You like my vibe. Let's create. Let's, <laughs> Let's see what we come up with. And you know? literally have not stopped. It's the first time we've actually took a break to yeah <laughs> do some campaigning to, to to get out there and get in front of people and tell them about the music because we've just been heavy in the lab yeah. sometimes two times a week three times a week yeah. you know just just trying to get it done man mm-hmm. so you know not to give too much away and, okay. and it's kind of feel weird now because i'm talking about a project that we've been kind of working on but mm-hmm. still trying to talk about it suburban accent man like kind of tell us like first off where did the name for that project come from like what's the idea behind behind it um and some of these questions will be rhetorical but just for the sake of the listeners you know def- what I'm saying? bet that bet that uh I, that's genuinely what i am i am a young suburban from southern california uh in all aspects of it and from everything we've watched sitting on the curbs in the driveways to you know family situations to the perks going from sleeping on the floor to having three cars in the garage you know mm-hmm. it it's a, it's, a te- it's a project of progress. Mm. Uh, everything from when I left my mama's house at 17 to here standing, I am sitting here now, you know, in a in an interview, you know, people, you know, inquiring about my life when mm-hmm. I was just some little uh, yellow nigga living in Victorville, man, mm-hmm. trying to get it, you know. And then I remember when I told people I was going to rap. You know, you got your people who laugh at you. They was like, oh, yeah, you used to write poems, man. You'll be all right. Yeah, you can do it. I'm like, nah, man, I, I rap, bro. Like, <laughs> I could really rap. But uh, uh, all in all, it's my whole thing is progress. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what the project is. It speaks. It speaks all kinds of volume to that. Uh, constant growth and understanding that, you know, we're always a work in progress. Uh, I love to be transparent. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's necessary for me to be transparent for my testimony to hold any kind of weight and make any sense to people. So that's dope, man, that you say like being transparent, you know, um, 
Oh, and we've had this conversation off mic plenty of times, but like, I just don't get hip hop sometimes, dude. Like, True. you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we are so non transparent. Like, you know, people put up this facade of creating a character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they they create a character, and, and you know, the gift and the curse of that is like when you create this character, what happens when you don't want to be that character anymore? Yeah, that's something we did talk about last time. Mm-hmm. I, I I made a character. Mm-hmm. Um, my first project oh, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Hita. His name was Hita Holmes. I, I call him He because that was a different person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we did this project called Just for You. Honestly, I could. I truth be told, if I had a stuck with Hita Holmes, we probably could have made that work for mm-hmm. a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could have made it work for fifteen minutes. Yeah. But that whole these these personas make no sense. Because when you see you in the streets and then you hear the music, even if you telling the truth, it's like how it came off was nowhere near the same thing. You know, I say this so often. J. Cole, I know if I met him in the street, I, that's the same person yeah. that I listen to when I hear him in the headphones. I feel like that dude, my big brother, you know, yeah. all the knowledge, you know, even just in the candid, the candid conversation, you know, mm-hmm. when he's, he's telling you his truly how, how he sees the situation. I respect that. It was immaturity, and it was necessary, you know, to to weigh it out and get growth from it. But these personas, it's, it makes it harder on yourself. Yeah. You know, some people can make a living out of it because, like you said, you can make it into a product, into a brand that you sell and work with. But, man, I just feel like the best music that's going to be around for the long haul is that person. Mm-hmm. So That, that life music. That you know, yeah, that that stuff that takes you forever to do because you gotta do a yeah. little more living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and uh, we, we were talking about that last time because like we were we were recording, and we kind of got to a you know like a not necessarily a, a break, but it was kind of like, all right, let's fall back because like we got other stuff to do, and it just so happened that it worked out great because we fell back to start hitting the road doing shows, mm-hmm. you know, starting this middle uh, middle of May tour, and it's like doing that whole process. It was like okay, no recording was being done, but it, it made sense because it was like oh, I gotta I gotta go and live a little life, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and you know, of course, stuff happening. You can get in that if you want to. We don't have to, but you know, certain things happen during that time period to where it's like now when you get back in in the lab and start about writing, it's like oh, I got so much stuff I can pull from mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? It's like it was necessary to take that break as opposed to when you have a persona, all you got to do is walk outside. And see something, and, and you know, mm-hmm. right away, and that you know, because you're 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 speaking as through the lens of somebody else. And I'm not honestly, man, I'm not even knocking the persona Mm-mm. rap because there are some some rappers that are great at it. Rick you know Ross I mean? is a, a millionaire off of it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he he's great at what he does. You know what I mean? It's just my thing when you when you rap about your life, you know, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, it's it's almost therapeutic in, in a sense. You know what I mean. And and that that's a gift and a curse in its yeah, own. Yeah. You know, because you're clearly using it for therapy. You're cl- clearly using it to express and get things off your chest. But at the same time, to like entertain me. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> entertain me. Just I feel you, bro. I yeah. feel. I hear you. But entertain me. You know. You can mm-hmm. turn up a little bit, but the problem is, I've been turning up. That's yeah. why I'm in these situations. Exactly. Exactly. But nah, I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't knock the persona because. Uh, hip hop needs checks and balances. You mm-hmm. need all aspects of it for it to remain polar and uh, you know, and work. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, man. Um, you know, another thing, um, that I know we, we we talked about briefly last go round was just that not necessarily struggle, but being an independent artist. You know what I mean? Like when you got to come out of the pocket hmm. to put together shows, or, or when you have to, you know. Sometimes pay to perform, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, all of this stuff happens. It, it's crazy when you think about it, but you know, there are some things you that are necessary to be done in order to you know get that that type of start. You know what I mean? And it's like now just to see it. Sometimes it's even hard to imagine. Like, there's going to be a time where people are paying me to perform, as opposed to me, you know, shooting people a couple of dollars just to try to get on the, on the show. You yeah. know what I mean? And you got to tell yourself that when you go into the ATM to pay these people, because yeah, they're looking at it as a come up because 
they, you're giving them five minutes. They got ten more people who pay for that five minutes too. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta trick yourself. It sounds bad, but you gotta trick yourself and tell yourself repetitively, like I'm gonna pay this money and invest on myself because one day yeah. somebody gonna give me fifty dollars to talk. Yeah, you know, and no, you realize nobody has a budget. You know, we go to these jobs to pay for our dreams. You know, we mm-hmm. we start these careers. You know, uh, entry level jobs to uh, to pay for the things that keeps us up at night that we really want to do. So it's humbling. It like you said, it's more ammo mm-hmm. for your music. But anybody out there, I respect anybody on the independent grind right now. Even if they have no problem signing a deal if it comes to because I'm not going to lie. If somebody approaches me with a realistic situation and they're telling me to sign my name on a dotted line and it works for me and my family, mm-hmm. that's something I, I, I'm, I'm not against. But yeah. but when you can have complete creative control over what you do, you just got to spend that bread. Yeah. You just yeah. got to. I mean, you know, um, being, being on both sides of the coin, man, and just knowing how, how this music record business you know, and music business works, man. Um, signing a deal is not a bad thing when you have ne- the uh, negotiating power. Okay. You know what I mean? When you have, you know, the chips in, in, in your back pocket. You know what I mean? It's different when you knocking at the door of the label as opposed to when the label's knocking at your door. Because mm-hmm. when they're knocking at your door, you can talk about, you can pretty much negotiate for whatever you want. You know what I mean? But when it's the, on the other side, when you like, hey, yo, like, I'm a dope rapper. Like, you know, Believe give me, me a deal. Trust me. Yeah, I'm trust good. me. Like, <laughs> let me show you what I can do. I can't be mad at a label to get these artists these crappy deals. Because it's like, you need me, I don't need you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But when you got that attitude of like, no, label, you need me. Like 50, you know what I'm like 50 at the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, when you can come in like that. And, and, and speaking of 50, dude, like... I don't know if you heard any of the music since he got out of his deal with Interscope that he's been releasing. It's just like, and the thing is, you know it's not new music. This is music that's been in the vault. He just like, okay, waiting to get out of this this label situation because all of a sudden it's like, you mean to tell me after these two or three years span of like 50 not being able to drop a record that really, you know, attached to anything Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you get out of a deal and go independent. Now everything you drop is hot. Yeah. It's like, hold on, something's not right. What was holding you, know? you back? And, and, <laughs> and it just goes to show you, like, you know, he he knew that he had to get out of a situation mm-hmm. so he can work. And, and one thing that I that I love about 50, man, is, like, you can listen to him. He's a smart dude. He's a smart businessman. Like, he knows, like, the type of artist that he is. Like, mm-hmm. he knew he came out the gate killing and crushing everything. He knew that, like, okay, I'm at the top. And I rose to the top so quick that I know I'm going to fall hard. So let me go. While I'm up here, let me use my name and my brand to do everything else around me so I can build this foundation so when I fall, I'm good. Like, yeah, you, know, you got something to it's fall okay to, Yeah, it's okay to fall from rap when you got, you know, vitamin water and, you know, G-Unit clothing and, and, and Reebok. Yeah. When you got all these deals and, 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 and you know, what the headphones, you got SMS headphones and all that. When you got all these in place... It's easy to not rap, fall back from rapping for a minute. And um, I saw an interview about 50, um, and I never thought about it until he said it. And he was like, uh, he said something about Jay-Z. He was like, man, Jay-Z a smart business dude. He knew when I was hot, he retired. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you can take that in so many different ways and so many layers. But what I saw it as, he was like, you know what? 50 is too hot right now. I can't compete. With the with buzz. That. I can't yeah. compete with that buzz. Like, I, I might be a better rapper than 50. You know what I mean? But I can't compete with that buzz that he got surrounded by Dre and Eminem and, and, and Jimmy Iovine over there, what they've done to yeah. that. I can't compete with that. So let me fall back. Let me fall back. Let, let me let him do what he going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, get your bread. Do what you're going to do. I'm going to fall back. I, I'm, I'm good. I got plenty of bread. <laughs> I'm going to play this executive role because I've actually got another transition in life that I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about to step in and do some different stuff. So let me fall back. Let me learn this business over here like this. 50 play king. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting back learning about another part of the business. So as soon as 50 drop, all of a sudden you see Jay-Z just do what? He come back in. Slide right back in. Mm-hmm. And 50 said that, and a lot of people, I know a lot of people took it as 50 taking a shot at Jay. But to me, when I hear it, I almost look at it like 50 kind of speaking truth on like he know Jay got it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Jay was smart enough to be like, 
let me let me move out the way. Like clearly telling them like Jay Z knew exactly what was going. Yeah, on. yeah. Let me move out the way because I can't compete with that. And if, and the only way that I can truly compete with that is if we bump heads. And if we bump heads, it's not going to be the right result. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what not I'm gonna, we we both won't get the longevity. No, we, we won't. We both won't get longevity. If we both clash. Like you know, it can't be the two kings of New York going at each other. We already did that. Me and Nas did that. And me and Nas are two different type of artists to where it, it made sense. Nas mm-hmm. is like, you know, non-commercial, high energy. I mean, not high energy, but lyrical. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z is the commercial, you know, equivalent. So it's like, they like yin and yang. So we can clash. Yeah. And everything will be all right when we break apart. I didn't steal your market. You didn't steal my market. But 50 and Jay, they, they <laughs> talking Jay. the same talk. <laughs> yeah. They the same man. So they can't have but like that. You know, they both going to lose, lose fans. So, you know. I, I got it, man. When he said that, I was like, yo, I didn't think about it like that. I definitely didn't think about it like that. So, you know, I don't even know where that came from. but Yeah, but it, we were talking about 50 and, 50, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and uh, people knocking at his door. Mm-hmm. 50 was in a situation where people were knocking on his door, bringing him in on meetings, saying, yo, I heard this on a breakfast club. I don't, I don't want to misquote it, but he was saying they were telling him, all right, we like what you're doing. I'm going to go talk to the Wolves and see what we can get, see what kind of situation we could work out for you. 50 said he left. He said he quit cool off the meeting because if you got to go talk to the Wolves, I need I to be to, speaking to, to the Wolves. wolves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't need to be talking to you. You're, yeah. uh, you're clearly the wrong people. You know exactly, exactly. So it's like, yeah, definitely trying to figure that part out, man. And, you know, like I said, we got on this from just talking about um, just being an independent artist, dude, and trying to figure out how to you know, finagle your situation and, and to making progress and, and getting that check, getting that coin. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I love music, but, you know, I, I love, love to get to paid. Get paid. Too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely love to get paid, so ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, I think independent helps you to um, identify what kind of artist you really want to be, mm. uh, what you want to get out of music. Um, I, through the independent grind, you could come to the situation where you like working behind the scenes and being a feature artist who does production or mm-hmm. maybe you're a DJ and you like to sculpt projects or bring people together for comp albums or you could be that guy who just wants to break in 50 to 70k a year mm-hmm. who tours on the regular but gets to live a regular life and work his rate kind of regular yeah. job you know his job is to make this music and do these shows if I'm knocking out 80 shows a year and I can build div dub up to where I'm making 5k a show I feel like I did something right along yeah. the way yeah Somebody told me something crazy. They said, dog, know what kind of person you want to be because if you hadn't been committed to this music by now, you probably would be, you'd be a doctor or something right now, right? Them doctors is making 100 k a year. Mm-hmm. So every year you don't, you losing out on that 100 k you would have been getting. <laughs> yeah. So try to mold your situation to where it, it can make that happen because if you know you, you're, you're, you may not be that you may not be uh, who somebody who's completely you, completely commercial, uh, and it works for him. If Nelly. you know if Nelly, if you know you can't be Nelly or Rick Ross, then it's okay to be Currency and Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because them being them and working that market, doing these shows and living their life and getting all that money to themselves has put them in a position to where people speak their name on a major level. Exactly. Tech Nine, you know, yeah. Eminem was an underground rapper. But you just, you had to buy into that kid yeah. at that point, you know. <laughs> you had Nobody to, right? predicted that was going to happen. It's like, dude, you said Tech 9 man, and I look at what he's doing. And honestly, Tech 9 was that, that rapper. And I still haven't truly gave his music an honest listen. Mm-hmm. Like, I've listened to stuff, you know, here and there. But he, his name was a name that I've heard for years. I mean, like, years. Like, when I first started listening to music, I was mm-hmm. hearing Tech 9 and I, you know, for whatever reason, I just didn't give it a listen. You know, I didn't really gravitate towards it. But I always saw the name. I was like, man, for one, I was like, man, that's a dope name, like <laughs> Tech Nine. You know what I mean? And, but I never really got into the music. And, and you know, one one time, I, I actually sat down and listened to it. And his flow is a little different from me, from my, you know, from my ear palate you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's still dope in his own right. But then when I started really learning his business mind, I was like, that's what I was attracted to, like how he. Was like, you know what? We're gonna cut out the middleman altogether. We're gonna go and build our own factory set up warehouse. We're gonna we're gonna print up our own CDs. We're gonna print up our own merch. And I'm like, this dude sell anything you can think about merch wise. He sell it mm-hmm. like anything: book bags, pens, business cards, like you know, um, 
iPod covers. Like, I mean, anything you can think of, like, they stamp that Strange Music logo on it and ship it out and sell it. And I was like, he figured out early on, okay, artists make, um, make money off of touring mm-hmm. and merch. He was like, all right, so if I can cut out the label expenses, so, like, or cut out the manufacturing part of this part That's right the here. Big, the big, yeah. If I can cut out, like, if I don't need anybody to make my CDs, for you. <laughs> I don't have to pay a distributor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if if I don't, if I if I cut out the person that make my clothes, I don't need them. Like, all this money. He figured out, like, if I invest in this stuff early, like, if I take this, okay, I go on the road one year. If I just, like, and even though he had, you know, he had, he got a partner who got money, mm-hmm. and you know, and they they did that. But I'm saying from a level that we all can relate to of this balling culture that we that we you know we live in. Say you got in a position to make, I'm gonna do a reasonable number, a thousand dollars a show, right? Mm-hmm. So, an artist with a business mind like Tech Nine would do this. If I get a thousand dollars a show, I'm trying to do. 500 shows this year mm-hmm. sounds crazy but that's really not that hard if you're doing two shows here you know you you got to work your way into doing it you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. you set the goal for that say you only do 300 shows a year let's keep it keep it at that only 300. that's three hundred thousand dollars right so let's say the three hundred thousand dollars okay tax purposes you got a hundred and fifty thousand dollars after you pay your expenses and everybody else you might come with eighty thousand mm-hmm. just you know clear free money eighty thousand so instead of going to buy that new whip, I take that 80000 and I buy a t-shirt pressing machine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That t-shirt pressing machine costs me two or three grand or whatever. All right, I go and buy a CD duplicating machine mm-hmm. that can get, that can print up a hundred CDs, you know, every, yeah. you know, a hundred CDs, whatever the number is, a yeah. hundred CDs every hour, whatever. I go and buy a couple of those. So now, you know, I, I go and buy the high, you know, complex printers, all of that. So I leave with, I spend 70 grand on that, on just buying these things. Mm-hmm. You know, the other 10 grand I use to go into my marketing budget for the next, my next term. I use that 10 grand to fund the, the, my first hundred shows of my tour for next year, mm-hmm. whatever. So basically you live bare minimum that first year, but yeah. you got that buzz. So you're going to make that money. So. So I live bare minimum that one year. I'm on the road all the time anyway. I don't need to come home to a mansion. You don't need that right now. <laughs> I don't need that right now. That I can condo come home working to a, good. Yeah, I can come home to a condo. Yeah. I can come home <laughs> to a two-bedroom apartment. I'm cool. I'm not here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, it's just the, the apartment is just really there just for the sake of having it. If I'm doing 300 shows a year, I'm not I'm not at home. Your bus is your home. Exactly. Let me, let me invest in my a comfortable bus because I'm mm-hmm. always on it. You know what I'm saying? So you come, you come away with all that stuff. So... In year one, you leave with, you can press your own t-shirts now. I ain't going to nobody to press those, even if I'm just putting my logo on a black t-shirt. Straight out of the den.com t-shirts for sale. That's a plug. Sorry about that. Got to put that out there. Stupid plug. <laughs> hey, got to do the plug. Like you, you can buy those right now. They're on the site. Go ahead and buy a t-shirt. I'm looking at it right now. It says shop straight out of the den now. Just click on that buy t-shirt. Oh, man. We're that was classic. That was so <laughs> I had to. It was there. It was there. I had to do it. So, you, okay, you do that. You, you got your logo on, on the t-shirt. Boom. You, you're never paying anybody else to do those shirts. All you got to do now is just buy the shirts. Whatever. Make your own, burn your, your next, I'm not even talking about album, just burn all your your um, your mixtapes and your promo stuff. Mm-hmm. Good, good to go. So you go on the road. Now I don't I don't have to go and pay to get those pressed up. I already got all of those. So I'm putting out that merch. I'm selling a t-shirt for $20 a pop on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I, I sold a thousand t-shirts this year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like basically one year of sacrifice of like I made all this money and I didn't ball out. Think about it's just like we had this conversation a while ago about how people would like they'll spend all of their check on some new J's or whatever. Like I just spent two hundred and fifty dollars on these J's, and you were like, "Man, let's take that two fifty and go somewhere we ain't never been before." Yes, you know, what let's hop like, in the whip and drive somewhere. Like, let's just yeah. go. Let's just go. You know what I mean? Like it, it's all about changing the way people think, man. It's like, how do you get the most out of experiences? How do you make yes. your, your audience experience instead of I don't know, just experiences yeah. that's why I love these festivals yeah. the idea of that over um, 
even festivals over mu- music videos. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'd love to see footage of artists at a festival than uh, see their music video for the song. Because sometimes the music video kills the song for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you see in like, speaking of Tech 9 that song Fragile was one of the best songs yeah. I've ever heard. Kendrick and, um, yeah, that's what's the uh, other artist's name? I forgot. Mayday. Mayday, yeah. yeah they're yeah. awesome. Yeah, that record is... And... Seeing seeing that seeing before that live and then people responding to it and you seeing how they're experiencing what's going on that's why EDM's alive right now because mm-hmm. that's a complete experience yeah you know uh, of course these artists have their own brand and, and images but at the end of the day Skrillex is a DJ yeah and, and he's he putting on for you you know what I mean yeah. that's what he's that's he what just, he's doing he's just playing other people's music he'll that's say it. how y'all doing and thank you at the end other than that he's he putting on for you yeah. so experience is what people want nowadays because they can go see whatever they want they mm-hmm. feel like they can experience everything me and the homies was chilling yesterday and we was like man i can go to mexico anytime i want to i go on the internet i can see every part of it you know how do you bring people into your world yeah definitely man you know speaking of festivals dude like uh coachella um we, we got to talk some current events coachella just just happened Bad um outcast just reunited on stage man um at, I'll, I'll set the scene I don't know did you see the performance did I didn't even okay. check it out so, you watched it live the stream yeah, live I, I watched it live and they went on at um, 11.30 west coast time so it was in the was middle it? of the night it was 3 o'clock here 3 Ooh. something here I stayed up I paid for it the next day like we had like a party for my grandmother in Macon 80, uh, she turned 80 you was dead oh yeah I was done <laughs> I was done dude I was but you done. had to see the review. I had to I was like there was no way I was missing I'm a, I was dedicated I'm an outcast fan dude I took a little 15 minute power nap you know I was up on the site uploading stuff or whatever just going back and forth woke up like yo outcast on let's go mm-hmm. I, I sat there on the on the screen like I was at the concert like I'm, I'm there you performing there. With yeah. I'm there with it but you know I look at so this is what's happening right they on stage like they started off in, in a box like they in this glass box where they performing inside um and you know they do like the first 15 minutes of the show in that so you're thinking automatically it's like oh they're gonna do the whole show in the box so people probably already rubbed the wrong way like they ain't gonna come out here and perform like they were in the box and they explained it later on like all the different scenes in the box were like you know different things from they coming up you know different scenery from like you know they had one side like a headland and the low side mm-hmm. that was from the elevators you know it was just different different scenes of outcast life were inside the box and it was kind of like they were rapping inside the box letting you know that they can't you know thinking outside the box type they were playing on that whole little concept or whatever. Mm-hmm. but looking at the concert it was it was I was happy to see the reunion I was just frustrated that the reunion happened at Coachella mm-hmm. and the reason why is because those people out there didn't have a clue who outcasts really were instead of if they re- had a reunited on stage in the south in the south I mean granted I would love for it to be Atlanta but if it was in the south somewhere mm-hmm. that festival is such a huge pool of talent those people they just didn't know outcasts you know what I'm saying like they came out there performing like they were performing hits you know, but people didn't, they didn't know them. They didn't know them until Rosa Parks, mm. Roses, Hey, uh, hey uh, The Way You Move, went basically Love Below. Once they started getting into Love Below and Speaker Box, all of a sudden they knew Outkast. But, I mean, Dre was so frustrated, dude. Like, when he got to Hey Y'all, he performed Hey Y'all with his back to the crowd, looking at the monitor. That's how he performed it. On some, like... Y'all don't rock with Outkast. Like I mean, and no. I can't I can't speak for them. But that's how you took it as an Outkast as fan. A, as, a, as a dedicated Outkast fan, I took it as like these dudes and, and people out here really don't know about Outkast. Mm-hmm. They really don't know about Outkast. They just they don't know the treat you we giving you right now. It's like, dude, everybody out there they taking pictures. Ain't nobody enjoying the experience. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when Outkast come here, even though I, I own the site and I gotta have footage, somebody else filming that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will pay you to film that. You gonna film that? I'm enjoying this concert because mm-hmm. I love Outkast too much to not enjoy that experience. Like yeah. to see them perform live would be the first time I've seen them together live since I was like in middle school. And I'm like, I ain't missing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no way. I'm not missing that, bro. Like, you can film. I'm chilling. Or, or it, it might take me going to two different concerts, filming one and, and seeing the other. Like, the other one. That's yeah. the only way that you'll catch me filming. But it was just. It was amazing to see 
the disconnect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there were so many people there. Like, Coachella is a huge festival, man. Like, you got, like, hundreds. It, it looked like about easily, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 people out there. Like, mm-hmm. But they were just like, I'm like, y'all ain't crumped for outcast? Yeah. Like, they, like, they, 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 like, they, they ain't been on enough. stage in 10 years together. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, these boys haven't been on stage in 10 years. And y'all like, this is dope. Yeah, this, this is dope. Cool. Like, they were too cool for the concert. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Instead of losing their minds. Yeah, <laughs> man. I was like... Turning out, you know, giving them the energy they need. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can just see it. Dre was like, man, they ain't getting energy. He, like, he asking the crowd, y'all up? Y'all awake out there? Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. and you know, for somebody who already don't like to perform, like, he already said, like, you know, it's like, I just pray they make it through the whole tour. You know what I'm saying? I just before he before he like yeah this ain't, this ain't this ain't what's up you know what I mean I really so, don't even like being famous you yeah. know I just I love doing this music dude and we might go on Outcast for a minute I'm I'm sorry I apologize no worries you, no worries man it was um I was listening to the Ti I'm sorry record um with with Dre on it and I it was a line that he said that I I finally caught and I didn't catch it at first. He was like, why do we try so hard to be stars just to dodge comments? And like, comment, like the comment, you know, mm-hmm. and comments, like we try so hard to be a star, <laughs> but when people ask us a question, we can't answer, we try to dodge making comments. Like, I was like, this dude is genius, man. I'm sorry. And I'm like, the whole time I listened to this song, I never caught it. Yeah. I he never wouldn't have said it. that for no reason. He was like, yeah, and that was right after he went into the whole rant about uh, messing up the tour and yeah, and calling that. <laughs> I was like, what? That dude, that man, like, I want to teach a class and break down his lyrics, like, mm-hmm. for real. I wouldn't mind doing that if y'all can give me some type of situation. I would, I would take that class serious and break that down. Like, I would teach that somewhere if somebody wanted me to. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just to break down lyrics, but. I'm sorry, you have to stop me from Outcast, dude. I can go on. Like we It's have- all good, because 3K has gave us the best verses of the last three years. Uh, let me tell you, it started off with me. The verse that changed my life, literally, that made me reevaluate my swag and what I was doing, mm-hmm. was the Walk It Out remix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make your mama proud. Take that thing two sizes down. <laughs> I, like, I think we talked about that. I think we, we might have talked about that. Talked like, about I might have spit that same verse. Like, like the fact that he was like he rapping about you on your record and you. Yes, he's telling you like, bro, get your life together. This is cool and all, but nah, it's crazy, man. It, it's so the Deuces remix. How does that? Uh, he was uh, enough excited. She came for times to my cousin's house to see if I was there get your mind I'm the gutter man we out here trying to have a good time oh yeah, yeah. I go on 3k versus like on uh the interlude to Carter 4 today I feel electric great yeah. tomorrow I hope neon black what do you mean what do you mean like <laughs> break that down and like for that I don't I would have to like what is he talking about on that you know but it's still just the way he oh, comes off the cadence and, and, and just the context of how he comes off on, on records man it's like he he's somebody that know that he's great. Mm-hmm. He probably never like he'll admit it, but not you know. He won't Kanye it, you know what I'm saying? But he'll he'll be like he know that he he dope, you know what I'm saying? He's just legitimate. He'll tell you how he feels, and then instead of showing you or ranting and saying I'm the best, let me just really walk you through this verse. Mm-hmm. And that's somebody who like he like you say teaching the lyric. He's teaching you. He teaching you a lyric class in every flow. Yeah. Start from the top, walking you through the whole progression. At the end of the day, just ended it off and keeping it pushing. 16 ain't enough. Like, these verses, they're so short but so long at the same time. Sorry. He rapped forever. He took you all the way through there. It's, he, that's, what it do, that's what he does. He, he, he a godfather of it. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question, man. Do you think... Do you think there'll be another Outkast album? Um, I think Outkast has enough music to drop an album. I think they have the product, current and old, to make uh, an album. However, they saw what Wu-Tang did with their reunion album. Who else? Uh, the Locks even doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on that. I don't feel like 
I feel like they realize they don't have to do one. They could do these shows. They could give us one song, an EP. They could. They, I feel like they'll find a way to give us what we want without giving us what we want, what mm-hmm. we think we want. You know, an Outkast album would be great, but how cliche would be a, a reunion album right now? These are not cliche individuals. You yeah. know, these are individuals <laughs> in every way, right. shape, or form. So you're right. I, I don't know what they'll do. They'll hit, they might come out with like a a visual album mm. with no with no records, just all visuals, you know, or a movie, mm. you know, because they they have the platform to do things like that. So it's it's like the fan in me wants to hear it, but it's like like you said, they don't need to. Like they left on the right note. Yeah, they left at, at the top, <laughs> like at the top, like. They don't need to. The fan of me wants it. Like, I, I, I want it. And, and I think I would feel differently if Big Boy wanted to did um, solo projects. Like, if he wanted to did the two solo albums, I probably would feel like, you know what? I'm cool on the Outkast album. But the fact that he did it and I got a glimpse of, of Outkast on there. Because, like, you know, we talk a lot about Dre. But... You know, let's be real. Big Boy, like, one of the dopest spitters, too. Like, he got it. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kind of, sometimes he get lost in, in Dre because Dre is more of a poetic. Yeah. You know, the way his his delivery is more poetic as opposed to Big Boy is kind of like, you know, the way he chooses the flow is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you miss, you miss some stuff sometimes. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm just happy that they on, they on the road right now. I'm happy that that happened. Mm-hmm. And I can respect and appreciate that. That portion of it, man. Um, but we gotta bring we gotta we gotta bring this back around. I told you, dude. Like, don't let me keep going on outcast. So, all right, suburban accent. We got project coming out. Project coming out. Um, we got some dope stuff on here. Dope, some um, dope records. Definitely some dope records. I will say this. I'm big on seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm big on <laughs> seasons in life, and I have a record for every season. You know, up to this point, mm-hmm. so that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> that's what I got. That's <laughs> man. I swear to you, it's so like, like honestly, dude, it is so. Um, it's fun in this position because I everything you're saying, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And it's like I can't tell them what you know. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, that's the perfect way to sum it up. Like you know, you're big on seasons and you got something for every. Yeah, Perfectly. just I, I would say, man, if y'all in the Atlanta area, like. You know, shows are, 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 I mean, pretty much every week. We're like, when's the next show? Uh, 26. The 26th. Um, that's probably going to end up back. I hope I'm not speaking on it prematurely, but I'm going to speak it into existence. Uh, 26. Mm-hmm. I should be at Apache again. This will be the second time this month I'm over there. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different group. Uh, I believe Truth Entertainment is the name of them. And then the 29th is a Saturday. Uh, I'll be at the Beats and Lyrics Showcase at Club Legend. That's in uh, Doraville. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm trying to get one. We're trying to get another one in between that. But uh, we're going to do our best to get in front of people once a week. So mm-hmm. please buy in. Please hit me up on the Instagram at middle of made. As in, I'm in the middle of and I made a cake yesterday. At Twitter on at Devance, W-D-I-V-A-N-C-E. Or just check out the site, middleofmade.com. And if that don't work for you and you just love to be on Google, div.w. <laughs> I want to make it as easy as I can for you guys, but uh we not at this point there's no we can't slow down, we can't stop right now. Yeah. All we can do is keep moving. Um we've set ourselves up to where if we wanted to renege and stop and run back, we couldn't. It's got it's going to keep rolling, so we, we just hope to contribute um and keep the stuff moving. I'm trying to get to Prague this time next year. Mm. Uh, I'm really trying to do it. Uh, speaking of Prague, when you say Prague, we're talking about overseas. Yeah, overseas. I'm talking about Europe. Europe. Yeah, that's I, like <laughs> I'm trying to be there this time next year. Yeah. So, I mean, that, man, you know something that's it, it's something that that me me and my wife do, man. We we've, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. Is um we write out our goals for the year, mm-hmm. for the next year, mm-hmm. for the year after that, like all the way to 2016. We wrote them out. And, you know, the crazy thing about writing out goals, man, which I would would suggest everybody do this. The beauty of doing when you write out your goals is when you actually go back and read them. Mm -hmm. And you read, like, what you wrote. 
and the time frame. And I looked at it. I was like, we wrote out these goals for 2000. We got married in 2012. So in 2012, going into 13, we wrote out goals, right? Um, and so I'm looking at these goals and I'm looking at, you know, one goal that I had was like, you know, um, I want, I want to have straight out the as a full fledged, you know, type thing. And, you know, I see that. And then I was like, you know, I want to do more exclusive content. I want to, you know, increase awareness on the podcast and, you know, all of these things I wrote down and I'm looking at them and I'm like, whoa. You're checking them off. It's like, wow, this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you don't, you know, and then I was like, we, we had on there, like, we want to pay off our debt down. And it's like, like, we almost out of debt completely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's but such it's a like, blessing, though. It's like all of that stuff, like, we wrote it down. And it's like, sometimes you have to write stuff down just to set a reminder for yourself to know, like, oh, hold yourself accountable. Because sometimes we say it, and it's like, you know, our brains, man. It's mm-hmm. like, we're... You know, the next moment we're on something else. It's like when you write it down and you can actually go back and physically look at it. So you can either hold yourself accountable for either doing it or not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not here with this. Oh, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to keep going. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was just so amazing to see, like, in the matter of time that we've been married and the goals we wrote down, what we have able to accomplish. It's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's real. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we're in such a now society and mentality you know it's like you forget how short of a time a year is like you said last year around this time dude like you didn't you weren't performing now you're doing a show a week like as simple as it may seem for you to say that you're going to be in Europe next year it's I mean you got to think of leaps and bounds you went from no project out to project out doing shows every day to videos and you say next year I'm gonna be in Europe. What's holding you back from that? Yeah, what what who's you know what, the, what from my previous track record is telling me I can't now. And trust me, it's been I, I make a vision board every January. Mm-hmm. And anything that doesn't that didn't happen the year before gets pasted right on the new one. On the new you one. know, I keep a journal. I write I you gotta write down your, your short term goals, mm-hmm. your monthly goals, and then something you just feel like is outlandish. Yeah, you know, and see just what happens. You know, write something you think is is un, not not. You can never tell yourself unrealistic, just outlandish, just yeah, yeah. Here, like this is gonna happen. Do that, yeah. Do that. It's, and, it, honestly, dude, it's like, and that's something that I haven't done that I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do that mm-hmm. because it's like it's kind of like why not? Why not? Right? <laughs> it's like okay, if I write this down doing that. It's like if it's so outlandish that if I write this down, if I fall short, I still in a good, it'd be mm-hmm. in a good position. Because you was reaching for that in yeah, the first place. Reaching, <laughs> if I'm reaching for shows in, in in Europe, if I just don't make make it to you know what I mean, Canada, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was pretty close <laughs> in my mind. You know, I, hey, I'm out of the states. I'm getting shows outside of the states, but it's like you reaching so high to like if I fall, I'm still gonna fall on greatness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're reaching so high, so it's like I. Uh, that's dope, dude. I'm, I'm definitely adopting that. Like, I'm no, I'm jacking that. I'm telling you right here, okay. live on the podcast. I'm jacking that's that. Okay. that. That's the second thing that's happened on the podcast that I was like, I had to do. Like, I did this podcast with um, Lloyd Musa a while back about um, interviewing family. He was like, man, the same thing we're doing right now, you need to do that with your family. Like, start with the oldest people and work your way down. Mm-hmm. It was like family history, dude. It was like people die, and then you got to figure out the story. Get the story while they're still here. I'm like, dude, that's so dope. Yeah. I'm like, so like, I already scheduled it. Like the next couple of weeks, I'm doing both of my grandmothers, and then from there, I'm gonna start like, you know, go with my granddad. So it's like I'm basically hitting everybody and coming all the way down to like the the youngest. So like, you know, basically the priority is like grandparents, then older aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, I can kind of chill for a minute and let let everybody else grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I mean, tell my story. It's not, you know, I'm still, I still got some life, but my mom got so much stuff that she can say. My grandmother got so much stuff that she can say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my grandmother turned 80. I know she got some stuff to say. You know she, she got seen some, some stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 80, my grandma, what, what's that? Like, 34, 1934? Mm-hmm. So she lived through, like, not being liked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to like, being tolerated. To being tolerated. <laughs> to being, like, 
oh yeah, you got some rights now to like, <laughs> oh you cool to like finally, you know what I'm saying? Like she lived through all of that. <laughs> to black billionaires. Yeah, like like <laughs> she knows. So like, she's seen when when it wasn't possible to now be intangible. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like she's seen all of that. So it's like, yo, I got to get these stories up out of them because it's like. I might not get that chance next year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, let me get it now while they, while they still here alive and breathing. So like that, and, and what you just said, dude, like write something so outlandish. That's like, it doesn't make sense that it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Like, nah. if you looked at your current situation, yeah, if you look yeah. at your current situation, it's like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. Like, and you think about it, you just look at life, dude. It's so much stuff that happened in my life that I would never think that I'd be in the position that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm here. Like, you know, I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. But it's like... 17-year-old, you wouldn't have said you'd be here. Oh, man. I Well... I'm trying to think of a way to say this. Humble. Okay. But in my mind, I've always known that I was going to be somebody. Like, I just... I was one of them kids that early on, I figured out that I had a passion for something and I was going to go after it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how... To get, yeah, get it. Okay. I knew, okay. you know what I'm saying. I knew like I'm gonna be successful. I knew that I'm, I'm gonna be in a certain position. I just didn't know how I was gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. But to say that I would be in a position where I can be a voice for somebody, never, never would have thought that. Like even if looking at my just production, I never would have thought in the direction I was going with production that I would be doing this. Like, actually sitting down with artists talking and, you know, running a site. Like, basically being the new age A&R. I never thought of that. Even though I did this my whole life. Mm-hmm. I never thought it would have came in this capacity. Like, I never would have thought that the straight out the damn brand would have came through a website as opposed to my production. I was always, like, you know, since graduating high school, I was like, I'm going to go to Atlanta, go to college, I'm going to be a producer. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. That was my way in. I never would have thought that more people would have known straight out the damn by the site. As opposed to the production. I never would have thought that. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Like, you know, the site was an afterthought. It was like a Tumblr page when I first started. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, here's a site with my music on it. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like everybody else's music with a couple exclusive for me every now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I never would have thought that straight out the den would have came out in this capacity because I've had the name since high school. Like, I've been straight out the den since high school. But, but now it makes sense. It makes sense now. <laughs> I, you know, so it's so crazy yeah. to see that now. But, you know, um, I know we got to wrap up, dude, but it's, it's, it's this thing that I started last go-round with uh, D the Lyricist. It is um, a new segment. Okay. And I think we might have toyed with it last time. I, I'm not sure, but it's vinyl conversations to where I picked out a vinyl and you kind of gave me a story behind it. But instead of doing that, I added a layer to it. I had him pick a vinyl from each bin. Mm-hmm. And from that, he gave me a story okay. from you know each one. And then out of those three that he picked, he picked one. And then we're going to play it on here. You're going to give me an impromptu freestyle off of the instrumental album. So ah. that's what we're doing. That's Vinyl Conversation. What do y'all get? So here, here's the layers of Vinyl Conversation. Pick three vinyls. Tell a story from each three of those vinyls. And, and if you want to include them in a freestyle, you can. So am I making up a story about the vinyls? Whatever just, comes to mind from those vinyls. Okay. So you get three vinyls. Whatever comes to mind for those vinyls. Like this is a work in progress, people. So okay. like we're 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 trying to figure this out as we go. So right now we're picking three vinyl. You pick those three vinyl, you give me a story from those three vinyl, and then whew, you pick one vinyl out of those three that you pick. Uh-huh. And we're gonna find something on here yeah. and you just gonna freestyle off of it. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, cool. So we'll go. You know, just pick pick at random, so you're not you don't don't look. You just pick. Got gotcha. you. I feel like I'm go. I'm on sway in the morning. There you go. He throwing it at me. <laughs> there you go. I, I love the comparison. I ain't, I ain't quite there yet, sway, but I'm um, you know I'm learning. I look at you all the time, man. All right, so boom. That was one. Uh, dang. <laughs> okay. Right, you can come from this one too. You got one from yeah. yeah. Benny Goodman. Alright. Swing in the spring. Alright, so we got three three vinyls here. Um, and you can let us know what, what all you got. Uh, I'm sitting on Benny Goodman, Swing in the Spring. Words and Music by Rogers and Hammerstein, South Pacific. <laughs> wow, soundtrack. 
and then uh, the Black Flames, Flames, less than zero. <laughs> those are three records that people probably have no idea what those I've are. Never heard these never records heard in my them. life, but I'm excited about the Black Flames. We may have this is the one we're gonna have to wrap over. Black Flames. Yeah, let's All try right. that. Black um, Flames. So, what, you know, just look. I know you don't know anything about those records, but just looking at them, what what, what comes to mind when you see them? These four people did not know each other. The Black Flames? The Black Flames did not know each other. <laughs> they were just a group that was put together? They was a group that was put together because these were clearly the coldest kids on the block. Gotcha. At a certain point. Somebody noticed that and said, y'all could be the coldest crew on the block. Gotcha. Gotcha. Put these three together, gave them some gold chains, and told them no one can tell y'all nothing. <laughs> this is me and my four friends at Winter Formal 2010. Gotcha. You would have swore we was pretty Ricky. At that time, but we were so lame looking back on it, bro. Oh, That's crazy. The, I want to know about this crew, the Black Flame. Man, were they rappers? Yeah, I think that is rap. rap. Actually, I think it's like on some like uh, West Coast, like NWA style type rap. Homie got a finger wave slash skin fade. <laughs> this is bananas. But it, it, it looks modern though. At the same time, like mm -hmm. it's so crazy. Their 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 style. They're wearing like black hoodies, uh, leather zip up jackets, gold chains, the high top fades, the Adidas suit. This mm -hmm. is relevant now. Yes, yeah. people would wear this today. This is ASAP Rocky. This is Kid Cudi. This is uh, J Cole. This yeah. is everybody at one time. So that's bananas. Everything comes full circle. What what year is this? It's got to be. I give it ninety four. You're going to have to reach back a little further than that, bro. You could, you, 84. 87. You lie. See, I'm telling you, it looks like 2012, you know? Let's go. 87. And on top of that, it's executive produced by Rick Rubin. Um, we definitely going to that one. This is a Def Jam slash Columbia. Uh, what else we have here? Side A, Are You My Woman? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, okay. Produced by Vincent F. Bell and guess who else? Russell Simmons. <laughs> That's what I and I've never heard of these dudes. Like this was like I, I think I put it out of a dollar bin. Oh and oh okay, the record was taken from original motion um, picture soundtrack from Less Than Zero. I guess that was a the movie then. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's probably gonna be some of the coldest stuff ever. Benny Goodman swinging the spring. I'm assuming this may be a swing record. Uh, when you when you swing in the spring or any other season of the year, remember that wherever you drive, I always find a nearby Texaco dealer. That's what it says. Yeah, on <laughs> ex, ex, uh, expert and eagle to serve you. Buy the best, buy Texaco. I don't know what was this a promo? I don't even for know Texaco, dude. but it's the back of it. All it's talking about is Texaco. It says January eighth. Mm hmm. The most recent date on this says February 25th, 1958. Yes, yeah, I, old, I don't know what to expect. It's an old record. I'm trying to give you a story record. to this, and this is blowing my mind. For the first act, the intro was The Earl. That's the name of it. Mm. So, Man, yeah. oh, we throwing that one back. Yeah. yeah we throwing that one back. That's crazy. Uh, but South Pacific, Rodgers and Hammersteins. First off, me, my aunt, I lived in, I grew up in a house with all women. Mm -hmm. We watched Rogers, Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella at least three times, four times <laughs> a week to the point to where you know when you hear something so much that people in your house are watching it while you're sleeping? Yeah. So reciting this movie is the easiest thing you could possibly do. So I'm assuming this was a heavy musical and it was a dope project because he puts together good movies. Rogers mm -hmm. and Hammerstein, I don't, I'm not sure who they are. It, it could be a woman and a dude or two women, but she looks like the Katy Perry of of her day. Of her day. <laughs> Red lipstick with a sailor outfit on. That's crazy. Man. Rodgers and Hammersteins. So we're going with the Black Flames, We're going with right? the Black Flames. All right, so vital conversations. We're going with the Black Flames. Shout out to them. It's a Def Jam recording. Rick Early Rubin president, 1984. No, Russell Simmons on the production. Rick Rubin just executive produced. He helped put this thing together. Probably put together the soundtrack. Mm. Um, let's see here. Do we have an instrumental? We got Are You My Woman? Mess around with those ones. All right, flip, flip of the coin. Bring, bring the noise. 
Oh, no, no, no. No, we got Public Enemy. Oh, is, is it the soundtrack? No, Sam, we, the, the, uh, the B-side is Public Enemy. Didn't even notice that. Oh, man. We got, so we got Public Enemy, Bring the Noise, or we got the Black Flames, Are You My Woman. Which one you want to go with? All right. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. I never knew, like, because I saw this record before. Okay. You know, when I pulled it out, I saw I'm just, the reason I'll give you my story behind it, dude. The reason why it was like um in making there was a uh, a group called the Black Flame. Like Black Flame. Not black mm-hmm. the Black Flames, but they were called Black Flame. Um they were like orange and black. And they they had like a lot of local, you know, local buzz, you know what I mean? Like okay. they, they were they were a dope group. Um dang, and I and I forget their names now, but it was Rasta Boy and Petey Wee or something like that. It was two. It was two, two or three people in there, but they were dope and making man. Like so, when I saw it, that's what made me think about this. Mm. That's why I got it. Didn't know that I had like Public Enemy, some on. Public Enemy on this joint. Like you know what I mean. So it's up to you, whichever one you want. Man, let's go with the Public Enemy. Public Enemy, you got it. All right, so Vinyl Conversations, Public Enemy. You can chime in on a freestyle whenever you want to, bro. You just. Just go with it. I can't do it, man. No, I can't do it. I'm trying. Let's see what we got. Right, let's go, Black Flames. We're gonna, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a um, a break over this. We're supposed to wrap over anything, man. Give you a, give you a break. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Just summer at 09 When I was coin flipping rhymes In front of my pop's driveway Ah, uh, ay I was growing in the right way Huh, coming home as the night fade out Never retired with them street lights on Unlike them preteen days getting my street bike on Empire state of mind, I think like Rome Beat like Kong, king is a term most take wrong But uh, on the Beyonce sample With ample Time on the mission Huh, I say despite the competition we had it, we had it, huh? Sporadic with the madness. I'm straight out the den. The homie Cole with the pen. And that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I can't deal with y'all, man. I ain't oh, never man. coming back to the den, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's classic, man. That's classic. Yo, it's Jay Good, straight out the den.com. And make sure, make sure you follow us on Twitter at STR, the number 8 O U T D A D E N, man. Most importantly, just uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, add us on SoundCloud, everything is straight out the den. Just type it in Google, and everything you see on Google, just add, 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 add. Buy a t-shirt, t-shirts are for sale, um, 
and right now we're we're looking for sponsors. So um, yeah, if you don't want me to do any sponsors, you guys need to buy a T-shirt. If not, you know I'm doing this totally out of pocket, and um, I need some some money. So <laughs> either buy a T-shirt or you know we're gonna get some ads going here and you know try to you know go that way. But right now you know T-shirts are for sale, man. So like definitely help us out if you can. Uh, we're gonna keep bringing you dope music and um, be on the lookout for a suburban accent. Um, coming soon. We ain't giving y'all a date on that yet. Give us that that contact info, man, before we leave. Like I said, man, uh, it's your man Divved Up. Check me out at middleofmay.com on the Instagram as the cool kids are doing it at middle of made as in I'm in the middle of I made a cake yesterday or on Twitter at, at Devance W D I V A N C E W or please take the time just drop D I V dot W into your Google your YouTube man buy in please I won't you know I won't disappoint I wouldn't waste the time but I appreciate it no no we out and, and when we leave we just gonna ride at this while we we're out. just gonna do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs>